1: When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: We're going to talk about the Cardinals all night long. Good evening and welcome to a little bonus edition of Meet Me Mutual. Me I'm your host Daniel Shoptos, C70, The Badass, C70, you know that. Joining me right now, Richard McGill from Richard McGill, 89 on Twitter. You know him from the Playing Catch pod with him and his son Truman. Um, just wanted to kind of set the stage maybe a little bit, talk about a little bit of the news around the trade deadline that's come out today and, and how we're seeing things uh, before the Cardinals really start getting into making moves. So, Richard, let's start with the stuff that came out probably last, and that is the fact that the Cardinals apparently um, looking to extend Jordan Hicks rather than trade him at the deadline. How, how surprised were you when you heard this report from Kenny Wu?
1: I, very surprised, really, Daniel, and, and uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I just, you know, I thought that he and, and Montgomery and Flaherty were the for sure three that were going to get traded, and, and – Um, you know, I, I, I love Jordan Hicks. I think he's been great since he made some adjustments in April, but man, the volatility of, of relievers and and the volatility of Jordan Hicks, I just, I don't know what to think about it. And and, and even if they're interested in keeping them, I don't see what the harm is in getting something for him now. And then going back to him in November, December and saying, Hey, we want you back. But I, I was surprised for sure.
0: I will say, I think that, and, you know, Brendan Schaefer's been putting this out there today too, that if you, signing Jordan Hicks right now is a lot cheaper than signing him and the free agent market, sure. right? Yeah. Um, and once you've traded him, once he's seen another organization, you know, cause this is the only organization he knows and he's indicated he'd like to stay here. Uh, but once he's been out in the, the cold, harsh world, as it were, uh, he may mm-hmm. not be as willing to give the Cardinals a, uh, any kind of any kind of break i also think it's interesting that the that you know as katie followed up the cardinals haven't ruled out trading him right they said that if they can't get a debt a a extension done between now and you know next tuesday so in the next week um that they will still probably could trade him at that point so it almost to me feels like the club is trying to get an extension on their terms in a short window and you know if it works great and if it doesn't then they can try to get some talent for you.
1: yeah i completely agree completely agree and and maybe it's just a smoke screen and and hey we'll take one last shot but if it doesn't work out then you know he didn't agree we've got to trade him uh, right. i mean we've seen teams do that i don't know that that's the case here but um it is you know if, that, if there's genuine interest then yeah you know make an effort if it doesn't work out You know, you've got to, I I just think this, this whole trade deadline is so critical to building 2024 Mm -hmm. and and I don't think it's, you know, I think people expect, Hey, we're going to get everything we need for 2024 now. And that's not the case. We talked about it this week that, and, and, and I, I think you guys did on, on maybe, um, gateway, but it, you know, a lot of the discussions now may not lead to anything now. They may lead to something this winter. And so, I, you know, I just, I, I want to maximize this trade deadline because they haven't had a chance to do this in 15, 20 years.
0: Right. And I, you know, I was talking with uh, with David Jones on um text today, and that's that kind of thing I said too, was that, you know, this is hopefully, you hope, the, the only time you're going to do this for, another 15 (laughs) or 20 years you know make the most of it you know do do what needs to be done you know kind of you know i'm not saying you you know tear it all down but anything that can be traded you know probably shouldn't be traded um you know on on the flip side of that and i will say from the you know from some point of view if you think jordan hicks has found something which he he obviously has been much better since we were all kind of Clamoring him for to be uh, DFA'd or sent to the minors <laughs> earlier in the year, so he's definitely right. been better. Um, he's definitely got an arm that you don't see on a lot of players. If you think that he's going to be this, you know, like Craig Kimbrel type, you know, that kind of dominant reliever at least for four or five years, you know, it, it would be a little bit frustrating to see him, you know, find that over. Two months, and then you give it up, and then he does it for four or five more years. So i I can kind of see where they're going to, and you know, you do want somebody to be able to close this door, and you know, Helsley and Gallegos definitely can. Um, but if you have all three of them, or you know, that may mean that they trade one of the other two. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what's the complete thinking is on that, but I feel like. They really—it seems like they're just trying to cover every possibility right now.
1: Yeah, and and, you know when when, I don't think it got enough press when he made some adjustments in April. Uh, Mm -hmm. The thing that I saw talked about the most was just moving from the third base side of the rubber to the first base side. Um, Now that's going to maybe keep him closed a little more. I I I don't know, but um, they put him in the low pressure situation. Um, and he made, made those adjustments and I, you know, he's been hit hard a time or two since, but not very often. Uh, the walks are down from where they were, at least at the start, they're still high, but, uh, the strikeouts are over 15 per nine innings. I mean, that's exactly what they're looking for. So I, I understand, especially if they believe in the mechanical or, or at least the adjustment of, of how he's keeping his mechanics in check based on where he's. Where he's at on the pitching rubber, then you know you need strikeout pitching. That's that's what they they're finally admitting. They admitted it this winter, but they they're admitting it now. They know they're looking for pitching, and so um, it, Truman's very much of the belief. When I got home, he said something along the lines of if, if they keep Hicks, then I he thinks they're dealing both Guygoes and Helsley, and so maybe that's maybe they're getting more interest in those two because they've. Um, They've got a year of control left, and so maybe maybe the the ask on Hicks is too high for for what they're uh, receiving, and so keep keep one of them for sure, and and maybe try to move the other two. I don't know, but it's it's scary in a way that if they do trade him and maybe Gallegos, and you mentioned Helsley's injuries, it, it, who's gonna? <laughs> be at the bullpen next year right Zach Thompson I don't know what they've done to him this year but um you're running out of names and so I think that's another thing is let's get some certainty somewhere so that's one less thing of the 20 we've got to take care of this winter
0: yeah, I think that's that's a very good point, and I don't think I would I would not expect them to trade both of those guys. No, I, I wouldn't think either. they would. But especially Helsley with Helsley, I mean, they moved into the sixty day this week, which does not. I mean, he's still going to come off. I think he's due to come off like a week after the deadline. I don't know that you can get the value for him exactly. having not pitched for a while right. and you know being hurt. So I feel like you hold on to him at least to the to the winter, but probably you know, if you have Helsley in the eighth and Hicks in the ninth or vice versa, I mean, the Cardinals have done pretty well over the last couple of years with Guyagos and then either Hicks or Helsley being of a guy that, you know, can be the closer. If the, if the main closer has to take the day off, you know, as pitch two out of three days or something of that nature, Yeah, they've got arms that they can trust in the ninth inning. So I think they probably want to keep both of those, but yeah, I I mean, honestly, you're right. I think that, um, if they sign Hicks to an extension, that does increase the likelihood that Gina Bonnie Gallegos goes somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I, I think he's he's been forced into several different types of roles this year. I mean, he's close. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a, you know, a multi-inning guy. And, and really, I, I think that there's been four or five really bad games. Um, you know, and last night I think was just magnified even more because it cost – Wayne are at win, uh, win one ninety nine. But, um, I mean, Gallegos has been tremendous since he's come over from the Yankees. And, um, I think his, his option next year is in the $5 million range, maybe a little, little higher than five, five and a quarter, something like that. So I could see them making him available for sure, just because of, Hey, we, we might clear out that 5 million. We, you know, maybe we can get something from them. Um, you know, four or five bad games in a season isn't terrible. I mean, relievers are relievers for a reason. They're not good enough to be starters. So, um, you know, not everybody can be Mariano Rivera. And um, Gio's done a great job since he's been here. But, I I mean, I think they move at least one of those three guys. Uh, And and Hicks was always just, like I said, a given uh, until today. Mm -hmm. But – um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, it's that and, and, um, what Katie mentioned earlier on O'Neill is we're kind of two curveballs that, uh, maybe she picked up from Wino last night that, that I was not <laughs> expecting today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: Let's let's shift gears then to to Tyler Neal as you brought him up. Like you said, Katie mentioned today that the Cardinals are not necessarily going to trade him at the deadline. That they are thinking that his value is too low right now because he's been hurt. He hasn't been able to do as much. And they're looking to probably at least keep him throughout the rest of the year. Now, from what I understand, and I didn't read the chats, but I saw somebody reference it, Derek Gould kind of... I don't want to say push back because I don't think it contradicted what Katie said, but it did say that O'Neal is still on the block, he's still on the trading block. Um I've always thought that the one of the main reasons they would trade O'Neill is because the relationship was fried, but if mm-hmm. you know, if they're willing to keep him again, maybe that's not, not as much as I thought it was. Um does that does keeping Tyler O'Neill make sense to you?
1: Yes and no. I I mean, I I get that that his value is the lowest it's been. And, Uh I mean, we've just seen since the start of the Chicago series when they activated him, we've seen a little bit of, I don't think he's hit a home run, but, I mean, the big hit last night in the ninth. And, you know, he's moving well. He looks better in the outfield than he did at the start of the year. So he's moving well. He's he's, he's taken some walks. He's had good at-bats. And so, you know, you see those flashes of, man – what if, you know, what if it was 2021 again? And uh, he's not going to get that value back by any means. Um, I, th- I think the biggest thing for me is when they started the year and they had five outfielders, nobody could get a footing. And I just don't see how they can get past this deadline and still have Carlson, Newt. O'Neal, Walker, and Burleson on the everyday roster. There's just not enough at-bats and uh, it, I think you've got to move somebody. Now, I'm a big Carlson fan. I think he's a guy that should be the center fielder every day. Um, and, and he's kind of been pushed aside since O'Neal's come back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive replacement, we've seen that a couple of times since Tyler's been activated. and it, And it's like why would you move him his value is kind of low um and you're not even playing him every day so and maybe that's the thing maybe that's their way of shopping him to say hey he's you know we don't really have room for him if you want him so i you know 24 years old 3 plus years of of control left um hasn't hasn't been what we expected you know when he was the double a player of the year but um, and we've seen flashes, but he's just not, not where he needs to be. And I think some of that's playing time. So, again, you get to uh, where's the time going to come. Uh, they're obviously 100% in on Newt. Uh, Gould's reported it for sure over and over that he's he's one of the four untouchables with, with Goldschmidt, Arenado, and, and uh, Walker. So um, I just – I don't know. I mean, are are you sold on this outfield that hasn't produced, and and making sure that two of them are keepers out of four people? I you know, I don't know. I I, I see the value and and trying to, or I see the reasoning and trying to get more value out of O'Neill, um, but. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. And, and again, that's, that's Katie reporting what she's heard. That's great. Um, I kind of, uh, it, it's I'm glad you brought that up about Derek because I was, I was trying to follow along at lunch with that. And I saw him push back several times against that. And, and it's, it's almost, I think she was tweeting that while the chat was going on. So he didn't see it. He was, he's obviously going to go off whatsoever printed in in the post dispatch and, and so he kept saying, no, this is what we're reporting. And I don't know that anybody came out and said, hey, Katie's saying this. And, and I know they've got a good relationship. But mm-hmm. um, I, he was pushing back on it. That's that's a definite. Um, so I'm glad you said that. But, um, you know, I, I, I think she's obviously got an ear or a source in the clubhouse because to have those two things come out today, I don't, Katie's obviously great. Uh, she's not making things up. She's hearing these things. Now, that's not to say that any of it's going to come to fruition or or come true, but but I 100% believe that what she put out there today was, was definitely mm-hmm. fed to her by somebody in the know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Katie definitely seems to have a a little bit different sources than, or at least than maybe Derek or even Jeff Jones or, or something, because we do seem to hear things from mm-hmm. her that, a little bit earlier than you do from the other two at times i don't know if that's she's developed her own sources or the fact that she's with the athletic you know obviously there's a lot of established writer like ken rosenthal of those kind of people that maybe he's been able to you know help her find Mm -hmm. those sources or have those connections i don't know i'm i'm sure it's some of both um because katie does amazing work all the time um i i think that again I, i don't know that this idea is necessarily, I, I wonder some of that, you know, I don't think they're contradictory because I do think that you could be saying, we don't really want to trade Tyler O'Neill, Right. But we're yeah. listening. But I also wonder if it's a little bit of a, you know, marketing ploy uh, to let that out there and say, Hey, we're not necessarily going to, we don't have to give this guy away. Um, so the teams don't come in necessarily with their low ball offer. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much negotiating happens in the press. Um, I know it doesn't not very much on in St. Louis usually, because usually we don't right. hear about stuff. Right. right. Um, I don't know, you know, with the metrics, with, with everything. You know, I mean, everybody's got, you know, kind of knows what these players are, right. I don't know how mm-hmm. much they even necessarily look at the results at times. Um, but I, I do think that, yeah, I think that they're not going to trade Tyler O'Neal for a, you know, quad a pitcher that, you know, may go back and forth between memphis and st louis Mm -hmm. um i do think though that if they keep tyler o'neill and if they keep dylan carlson because like you said there's a lot of talk about carlson who has the same kind of thing with with lower value um but that seems to be a lot of people especially in the national media thinking that he needs to or will be or could be traded which i think is Mm -hmm. mainly speculation um but I feel like one of those guys has to go this winner, right? I mean, you can, you can yeah. do whatever you want to with these outfielders for the next two months, but you can't start 2024 with the same outfield blood.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's the case for the outfield. I think it's the case for the middle infield. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that some moves surrounding the middle infield may have looked different come this, you know this trade deadline if Edmund and Donovan were both healthy um, yeah. you know m- maybe Edmund gets dealt now Gould's a guy that really believes Edmund's not on the table at all I think he should be just based on mm-hmm. you know two two more years of control um, you know gold glove second baseman you know speed can really Fill in at center if you need to. Shortstop, second, whatever, anywhere. Basically, I'm surprised he hasn't pitched yet. But um, <laughs> so I, I, I honestly thought he would get moved prior to the injury. Um, Donovan, again, Gould really thinks that that he's a keeper. Um, but you 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 can't keep Edmund, Gorman, Donovan, DeYoung, and Win going into next year. You okay. know, DeYoung is a guy that, that maybe gets moved now. Um, but then then you're kind of stuck with um, not many guys that can play shortstop right now. So um, I, it, I think that, that's another thing. I think some things really need to shake out to free up playing time in both the outfield and middle infield um, because it, it ultimately those extra guys are not going to get enough time even with the DH. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very true, and especially depending on the catcher situation, which we're not really going to dive <laughs> into, but that does also kind of yeah. messes around with that DH spot too. Thanks, um, thanks not go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dane Perry had a thing. I think it was this week, maybe well, sometime late last week, I guess, uh, on his Substack, which again everybody should be subscribed to, um, making the case that having Paul DeYoung for next year is not the worst possibility, which I I think has some merit. Um, I know that we've seen that the Cardinals are shopping him. Um, We also saw that a place that a lot of people thought he was going to in Los Angeles picked Mm -hmm. up a player today in in, uh, Hernandez that plays shortstop. So it seems like that door probably has closed, right? So do you think there's enough of a market with the Dodgers seemingly out of the picture to trade Paul DeYoung? Or do you think they just keep him and then, you know, sort out the whole mess this, this winter.
1: You know, I, I kind of agree with Dane that, um, and now, and this kind of goes back to, okay, you move Edmund. I think you have to keep one of those two guys because as much as, as Mason Wynn is looking like a star over these last two months, we saw exactly what can happen with a star prospect when Walker came up and he, he started to struggle. They wanted to make some changes. They had to send him back down. Well, you've, you've got to have somebody that can cover shortstop. That's not Jose for me. And, oh. and, you know, for me is fine. If he's going to be, well, I don't know if he's fine, but I'm okay. <laughs> if he's in a <laughs> utility role, I don't want him as a starter for several weeks or a month or two. And so I I saw it as kind of the, you move the guy that's got value and and I love Edmund. I think everybody does. I don't like seeing him bat left-handed that often, but um, you know, great great guy. teammates love him, versatility, speed, all that. but i I think, yeah, I think they've got to keep one of those two. and um, but I think that that win is the guy that they need to give the most time to next year. And, and, and I thought he, he did as well, maybe even a little better than Walker in spring training. Uh, it kind of got overshadowed by Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but when really seemed to, to pick up when the better pitchers were pitching more often too, which, mm-hmm. which is what I liked and, and started slow in Memphis, but came on. So, you know, I think Gorman and Donovan are best at second base. And honestly, Edmund is too defensively. Um, Edmund can cover short DeYoung's at short and then wins at short. So you, you kind of have two and a half guys for each position And and yeah, maybe Gorman's the DH um, some, but honestly, I think everybody wants pitching. You're not going to get the pitching that they need from trading Jordan Montgomery or Jack Flaherty or Jordan Hicks. It, it's, it's if you're going to get a number two type of starter, it's going to hurt. And it's going to take one of those guys. And I'm, you know, I want one of those players. I want one of those pitchers, but I'm glad I'm not the one making the decision of who to trade Uh, because if it's Gorman or, or Donovan, it's going to hurt. And it's going to hurt bad, but, um, or, or even Carlson. Um, He doesn't have the value that those two do, but probably next in line uh, based on contract and age. So it's going to hurt. Um, I, and again, I'm, I'm less confident that any of those guys are moved. Um, especially in middle infield, maybe one of the outfielders is moved at the deadline. Um, but yeah, that, that glut in both the outfield and, and middle infield needs to be sorted out. And, we don't need to go into another season of, Hey, we've got, we're just going to rotate five guys here and four guys in the middle infield. And it's great having the depth and everything will work out because it didn't work this year.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, we talk about, you know, we focus so much on the trade deadline, but just, especially this year with the Cardinals (laughs) selling and things of that nature, you got to remember, especially if you're going to be trading a, a Gorman or something like that, you're much more likely to get those kind of returns in the off season, right. When you can trade with 30 teams or, you know, you can trade with a team that, you know, could give you that pitching, but can't do it right now because they're in a pennant race. But, you know, if you're talking about preparing for next year, then maybe you can make a deal like that. I don't, I, for me, it, you know, somebody big like that, I would be surprised if there was a, I would be surprised if there's a deal like that out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Mo does. I mean, he could, Um but like you said, trying to get trying to rebuild this rotation for next year. If they can get a, you know, even if they if they get a fourth starter, you know, and make sure Matt stays at five, that's great. And then they can maybe yeah, make that trade yeah. in the off season and sign a free agent, and then you've yeah. got a fairly good rebuilt roster. And then hopefully some of the trade pieces that you pick up here are the depth that you need.
1: Yeah, um, and, and I think that's the. I think that's the clear path and the most likely path, um, mm-hmm. what you just described. I think that's that's how it it probably will play out, um, because I don't think you're getting that top of the rotation guy now. There's no ch- I mean, no, the teams no. that have them are the teams that are competing, you know. Right. And so um, everybody keeps pointing to Seattle, and 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 I have for several months, but I just <laughs> I don't think that's realistic. Um, and, and we did kind of some mock trades uh, on our latest episode, and, and we prefaced it saying, "This is for fun." This is, but it was also to show how much those kind of deals would hurt, based on on what we thought would have to be given up. So, now getting back to the young, um, I, you know, Kike Hernandez is familiar to the Dodgers. Uh, they know he's going to be a good fit in the clubhouse. Um, he hasn't had a good season at all and and did play a lot of shortstop for the Red Sox. I believe has a 280 on base percentage. Um, I don't know how much he's going to help unless he's just rejuvenated somehow and anything can happen for two months. But I, I, I thought the, the return was interesting and I'm not a minor league expert, but I've seen several that show that they got two guys that will be in the Boston bullpen next year. Now, I mean, you get – if you could get two decent, solid bullpen guys out of DeYoung, I think you've got to do that. Um, again, he's got less value than any of the others. But, um, again, I yeah, now that, that Hernandez has gone to L.A., I don't know who needs him. Um, yeah. I, and, and maybe maybe L.A. still does. Um, you know, Hernandez was a utility guy when he was there. He's kind of done that a little bit in Boston and, and DeYoung slides into to to short. I I don't know, but, um, yeah, it, I think, um, I can't remember where Sherman had him, but in my mock draft that we did, uh, involving, uh, DeYoung, I had him going to LA. So, um, that, that shoots that to pieces, so.
0: Yeah. And it is, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I think that I think most likely now if you take the young, he gets traded because he's a bat off the bench, mm-hmm. less, less than being a shortstop, although that's helpful. Um, you know, and he can play third and, you know, probably some first and second. I don't know. We've never seen him do that, but mm-hmm. probably can. Um, yeah. So I, mean, he I, played I
1: third and second in the minors before he came up right. to St. Louis. So, um, yeah. been a while but I'm sure that that I mean the the Dodgers threw Trey Turner over to second when he hadn't played it when they got him before so uh teams teams will get creative if they can get get a bat they want and um you know kind of kind of like Hicks I'm I kind of am a believer in the adjustments that Youngs made I mean it I think what we see now is kind of what he is but he doesn't have the prolonged slumps that he had he's he's i think with the what he's done with his foot he's he's staying uh, keeping his head on the ball longer and it, it gives him more time to decide whether to to attack the ball or not and so we've seen a little better uh, strike zone judgment and swinging so um i'm sure he's attractive to some some teams but i do think that that leading um team that would have been interested in him may not be now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We see. so to wrap this up, just overall, we've seen just a couple of trades. Like I said, the Braves picked up some relievers. We saw the Boston LA trade today. Mm -hmm. Uh, There hasn't been like a, you know, a flood of, of movement yet, but what do you, does anything that's happened make you think that Hey, the returns are going to be better, or hey, the returns aren't going to be there, or this isn't going to be the trade deadline that we thought it was going to be. Overall, the what does the market look like to you?
1: I, you know, I think that it, I think it's going to be a. I still think it's going to be a better seller's market than we've seen in a long time, and I I, I think that added wild card plays a part in it, and and I think you also have teams that aren't even in the wild card now they're close enough like the Mets and the Padres. I mean, I think they are six and seven games out of the wild card coming into today, something like that, but they also spent so much money and they're not just going to turn around and tear it down either. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just think, uh, you know, the sellers are your Colorado's and your Washington nationals and your Oakland A's and they don't have much to sell. So I, I think that that, you know, I, I think a team to really keep an eye on um, is the Cubs, with with Strowman and Bellinger. Both, I mean, that's you know, Strowman competes in the market against Flaherty and Montgomery. Bellinger does with whoever um, the Cardinals are shopping from from an outfield perspective. So, but they're five games out of the wild card, I think. And so, um, you know, I, I know Ben Fred said that maybe the Cubs did the Cardinals a favor. in in winning three out of four and and force them Uh into selling. But maybe they did the Cardinals a favor by winning three and and staying in it and not dealing their two most marketable guys. So I really think the return will be there higher. You know, and again, I'd love to have two solid relievers for DeYoung if they move him. And and so um, I, I don't think that we've seen enough to really judge the returns yet, you know, on Fujinami or or whoever from oakland uh, you right. know it, it, they've all been minor pieces that have been moved, but um i do think there's just not going to be that much that many sellers and um there's so many teams that are you know twenty teams that are still in the the playoff race and so that's that's a lot of of teams buying and, and everybody needs pitching. i mean, there's not a team yeah. that that doesn't need pitching. so yeah. you look at a Baltimore that's got one of the ripest young um, farm systems and, and young players on their roster or, um, you know, some other, LA's is another example. They need starting pitching. So, and they've got tons of young, young arms. And so I think the Cardinals will do well with, with Montgomery and Flaherty, but what's done past that, uh, it's anybody's guess after today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's. There's you never know exactly what it's going to be like. So, all right. Well, hopefully we're, like I said, we're uh, back on Friday that I'm hoping to have little short shows like this. Anytime the Cardinals make a move, hopefully they make them scattered out and not just one big move, one big day of moves, in which case it'll be a much longer show, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but Richard, I thank you for joining me kind of last minute tonight to, to break no, this fine. down and um yeah. And folks, if you haven't, like I said, the last uh, playing Catch pod was all about various trades, uh, which were very interesting to listen to. So give that a listen if you haven't. Um, but until next time, whenever that may be, for Richard, I'm Daniel. Good night. Is there any point where that... Well, I think right now I can tell you that we're going to trade people. I just don't know if it's going to be like household names or, or more of guys that just aren't likely going to be here next year.